Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller and Robert Glasscock here. Thank you so much for joining us. And you know, if you like the effort that we're doing here and you listen on Apple, a nice little short review would be awesome. Really helps keep us up there in the search so that when people do, they find. Really appreciate it. Now we're going to roll on with our series we've been doing on Saturn in Pisces relative to the signs. And this is the third sign. This covers not only your rising sign, but also your sun sign. And we're talking about Gemini, of course. And Robert, I want some extra treatment here because I'm a Gemini rising. So give it to me good. All right. Transiting Saturn in Gemini. I mean, Pisces related to the sign of Gemini, either your sun sign or rising sign. It's in what we call a closing square. It's in a 10th house square to Gemini. If you think of Saturn as ruling bones in the physical body, rules the skeleton, which supports all of the, the flesh. Without the skeleton, we would just be a puddle of flesh and organs. So it's the framework of your life, which is transitioning over the next two years. Saturn doesn't enter Aries until May of 25. So over these years between now and then, Anybody with Gemini rising or Gemini sun will find that the overall structure of their lives is in a transitional period. They may be thinking about changing careers. They may be feeling burned out about what they have been doing and be looking for something more inspirational, something that motivates them more. Their company may be sold or acquired by another company. There may be changes at the top so they can feel unconsciously very uncertain about their direction in life. They're trying to figure it out. Pisces is really a sign about refinement. Yeah, it rules confusion, it rules uncertainty, but the, the motivating underlying message of confusion and uncertainty is figure it out. Go deep. Look at what you really want and where you really want to live because people with Gemini rising, Gemini suns may, during this next two-and-a-half-year period, be dealing with, I'm not sure I want to live where I live anymore. They may be thinking about relocating somewhere, depending on their ages and the ages of their parents. Their parents may be getting older. They may Their parents may be coming into retirement age, or if they're even older, they may need to be going into retirement communities or something. So there's often a concern with parents, depending on, on the person's age. Uh, and these are big markers in, in a person's life. So over the next two years, with Saturn and Pisces up there, the person is seeking to leave behind something that they have been living for. Sometimes this will indicate a change in marital status, for example. It can coincide with things like the birth of a baby, which changes if you're in a young marriage. Suddenly now you have that added responsibility of a child or children. So all of these things are tied up with basically, over the next two years, refining your goals in life, what you are doing for a living, and where you do it. And Saturn, I constantly call it the get real planet. So it, it really does demand that you put in some time and effort and thought about what you want to do for the next 30 years, or at least the next seven. So people may be 
studying, for example, even going back to school to get some sort of certificate or degree that will allow them to enter or enter a new field or to better themselves in a field that they're already in. So it can be worrisome. It can be frightening. It can be unsettling. Things change, and dramatically so, with Saturn in Pisces for these people. And this can relate to political changes, the weather, climatological changes. If you're living in a, an area now which is beset by uh, high temperatures and drought and water issues and so on, those may be factors that are prompting you to think about relocating. And if you're thinking about relocating, you think about where do I want to live? What parts of the country are most compatible for what I want to do, uh, how I like to live, the kinds of people I want to live around? So these are kind of major decisions, but they don't happen overnight. You've got two years. So one of the messages of Saturn and Pisces for Gemini people is don't feel rushed. They usually do. They're impatient to figure it all out and make the decisions, and execute them. But give yourself as long as two years. Be patient with yourself. Take the time to explore the options, and don't rush into anything, if that makes sense. Good advice, no matter what's going on in the sky. <laughs> it probably is. You mentioned a term right at the beginning of this that I'd like to ask you to clarify. The term was closing square. Yeah, you know, there are two kinds of squares, that opening square and a closing or culminating square. So for Gemini people, Gemini rising, Gemini sun, the Saturn in Pisces is in a culminating square. It's a 10th house square, which means really that the lives of Gemini people are in a time of both culmination and also the search for a new beginning and a new direction. Sometimes that is forced on them through things like we just mentioned. Their employer, the company may shut down, or they may get fired, and they think, oh, my God, woe is me. Well, no, woe is not you. If you get fired under Saturn going through that 10th house, that is another external sign you are supposed to move on. This is no longer, you've gone as far as you can in this direction. And very often that can mean uh, a successful culmination in terms of career, Saturn going through the 10th house for Gemini people. They may be right now and for the next two years in a sort of career peak at the same time that internally they're wondering, where do I go from here? And they can build on that peak or they can, if they're really burnt out, let it go. And I've just heard, in fact, so have you, that uh, I believe the founder of Kepler Software has now moved on, you see. So it's a culminating, I don't know what his sign is, but that's one of the examples of some uh, building up a business and it's finally reached some sort of peak and you feel in your personal life it's time to move on. Yeah, that's David Cochran you're referring to uh Facebook post that uh, it shocked me because at 74 years old, he just walked away from the business, basically. And I know he's got stuff going on in his life, and that's great. We wish him the best. But he's a Taurus, actually. Interesting. So if you put Taurus on the ascent of Gemini's in his second house and transiting, Saturn would be in his 11th of his goals, his yeah. future. Yeah, which he Especially said. Especially his collective future, because that usually involves a partner. Which it does. Oh, okay. Which it did. He said he 
and he was married. I mean, there's this is a I don't know the details, so I don't want to comment on it. Yeah. But what was in the post was that he wanted to withdraw, so that was evidently planned, and that he unexpectedly found a love that I guess was not planned, and that he moved to another state, and that he was very, 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 very happy. Excellent. <laughs> and that's another thing with Saturn about the, the get real planet. Whether or not he recognized it, his culmination of his whole back history with his own software, which has been hugely successful, is coming to an end. Lo and behold, he falls in love at 74. There's hope for us all. And that's wonderful. And he's following that. He's gone as far as he wants to with the software program. And he's found a new love. He's found a new location. It's like, a, it's really a kind of rebirth for him. And it's a very positive one with Saturn in his 11th house of the old hopes, dreams, and ambitions. But that is the house of the future, especially in connection with a partner from the 7th house. Well, I would only imagine that uh, part of this decision was made from looking at a chart at some point. <laughs> <You could think. laughs> All right. I want people to get a, a visual in their mind of this closing square, and because it is something that you hear a lot in astrological conversations. So you're saying that's up in the 10th house. Create a visual for folks of how they can think of opening square, closing square. This is more of a chart structural thing. Help them identify how to know when something is an opening or closing aspect. Great question, Thomas, because this is true for any aspect. You can have opening sextiles and closing sextiles. You can have opening trines and closing trines. What you do is simply place whatever planet you're looking at. In other words, we now have, say, transiting Saturn in Pisces, let's say square a Gemini sun, you have a Gemini rising. So we'll, let's take either one, Gemini sun, Gemini right. Mentally place that Gemini planet on the first cusp and then look to see where is Saturn transiting in relation to that. Well, in relation to a Gemini sun or ascendant, Saturn is transiting up in the 10th sector, which means it is closing in. It's moving toward a conjunction with the ascendant sun or the ascendant in Gemini. So it's a 10th house closing or culminating square. And it usually is a time of culmination in terms of profession. Actually, a person has gone as far as they can in this one direction. They're feeling either burnt out or they're feeling almost compelled to find a new direction. And hopefully they will build on what they have accomplished up until this closing square and not throw it out, throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, and start something entirely new. They will build on what they have worked for all these years and have achieved at that point. An opening square, the same thing. You look to see, uh, let's say, if you still have sun or ascended in Gemini and Saturn were down in Virgo, that's a fourth house square to the Gemini point. Ascended or sun. So it's an opening square. It's going through Pisces in the fourth house, then it will go into Aries in the fifth house, and so on. So, and that opening square usually does indicate a major new start in life in a new direction. And very often people will start a new business, they'll start a new marriage, they'll start a new location. 
something of the order of that, something new that is coming into their lives that they're meant to start building on creatively, as opposed to a closing square, which is a culmination and the payoff. And sometimes it's a negative payoff. If people have kind of neglected their career and have approached all that haphazardly, then Saturn going through that 10th house will bring all that home. If they've had a kind of haphazard paying attention to their career sector, they'll reap the results of that. And it can be very frustrating, but very often it is not frustrating, especially for pro professionals who've gotten the education and have put in the time and the effort to achieve something in a career. Then that culminating or closing square will be a time of culmination for all those efforts, and they'll pay off very nicely. I'd like to pick one other little piece of this apart that I think is significant here. So let's follow through the fourth house you were just talking about. That's the opening square. So we go fourth house, fifth house, sixth house. Now we cross the seventh, which is a horizon. And all of a sudden, that effort that started in the fourth is moving basically up into the public sphere, is it not? So that's yes. like really where that project starts to grow or where that incubation begins to really blossom. It's I planted a garden this year. I did it too late. I'll learn that lesson for next <laughs> year. But those little tomatoes, man, they started popping up and it's like, there we go. Okay, now we can see them. And then they continue <laughs> to ripen and then the birds and the squirrels come eat them before I can get out there and get them. And it's like that. <laughs> so we're moving past the seventh when it comes up out of the ground. Is that not right? Absolutely. And it does go into the public sphere, like you say that opposition. And so every aspect has an opening and closing. So prior to that opposition, you had an opening in conjunct. If you think about it, let's put Sandra Gemini on the ascendant on the first cusp. Well, Saturn going through the fourth house and going through Virgo is an opening square. Then it goes through the fifth house in Libra. So it's going to be trining that Gemini sun or ascendant for the two years, two and a half years is in Libra. Then it will go into Scorpio, which will, it's an opening in conjunct to the Gemini on the ascendant of the Gemini sun, that in conjunct, but it's opening, it's preparing to go through that opposition when it goes into Sagittarius and goes above the horizon, so to speak, more into the public sphere. So the opening in conjunct is always a time of work adjustment, preparing to go bigger, basically, or to decide to refine what you're doing, really, and take it more into the public sphere. Thank you for that. That was good. Back to Gemini. We're at the closing square. We're up at the 10th house. Does this mean more endings should is this a is this a more of a because it is in that very delicate position for gemini's is this more of a uh-oh <laughs> i was waiting for something more to drop there is more of an uh-oh's uh -oh. enough <laughs> yeah. it can feel like it it really can because very typically with gemini with saturn going through a 10th house square to let's say gemini sun or ascendant um People at the top, whoever now, if you're self-employed, as you are, or I am, we're our own bosses. And so our own sense of being our own boss is transitioning. Boss of what? So suddenly time organization and prioritization becomes very important. Now, if you have an external boss, like I say, sometimes the, the company that you work for may be bought or acquired or may just go under. 
or there may be a transition in bosses at the top. So the executives change and suddenly the whole company ethos changes. And that may feel threatening to you, or it may be a boss that you don't like, the other employees don't like either, and so on. So it can sometimes be a sense of pressure, but the pressure is meant to make you feel like I have to refine and get clear on what I want to do from here on out. And the good news with that closing square, the 10th house position, is that it will go into a closing sextile. With Saturn, it'll be when it enters Aries and begins to sextile that sun and, and ascend it in Gemini. And that sextile is still always about growth and opportunity. And usually in the 11th house will involve associating with a brand new group of people who are much more simpatico and harmonious and congenial to what you want to do with your life. How prominent is this? So we're talking, let's boil it back. We're talking about Saturn and Pisces here, and we're just applying it to the different signs. So for those who are Gemini and they're in this closing square scenario and the uh uh-oh factor might be there, Saturn is one of... 10 planets and luminaries and how and Pisces is one of 12 signs so how prominent is this in the chart is this like a major drumbeat driver for our lives right now or is this just one of the aspects in the sky that is obviously synthesized with all the others and you might have offsetting and counterbalancing aspects with from other planets and signs well you will have but there's no more important planet aside from the sun and the moon, the luminaries, then Saturn. It rules the skeleton in the body. It rules the framework and structure of your life. It rules parents. It rules your home because it's in the career tent, which is opposite the fourth of the residence. And so all of those things with Saturn going through that closing 10th house square to Gemini are changing. For example, if you're of an age and your parents are of an age, one of the parents may die for example, with that. Again, if that's appropriate, if they're old enough and their health is out, well, that's a big milestone in the life. Even if it's it doesn't seem to be, it is. Because there may be an inheritance involved, there may not be. There may be siblings involved in their experience of the loss of a parent, but either way, it changes the order of your life. Until your parents die, they are still your parents no matter their age or anything else. And as they get older, you may have to assume some responsibilities for them. You may not. I didn't have to, but some people do. But nonetheless, when they go, it's like you are now your parent because the the biological parents have moved on. And so it becomes a milestone in that sense. And this is why at these these closing and, and opening squares, too, in a sense, but the closing, closing square makes you rethink everything about your life, where you live, what you do, how you do it, who you do it with. Do you love it? Do you hate it? What do you love if you want to? Do? So it's all about that Piscean refinement, and it is confusing for a while, and it is unsettling because nothing feels permanent for a while because you really are in a period of transition. You will come out of it, especially when Saturn goes into Aries, and suddenly you begin to have new goals for yourself that are much more in tune with who you are today as opposed to who you are were seven years ago, much less 14 years ago. 
if you're old enough, you will have been through this Saturn transiting in a closing square, 10,000 square to your Gemini sun and You'll have been through it once before if you're old enough. So you can think back, what was I doing 29 and a half years ago or 30 years ago? Because I was under this same Saturn closing square at the time. Beyond Saturn, all of the planets are collective in nature. Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Unless you have a personal point, a personal planet that aspects those collective planets, they will tend to operate collectively in your life and not so personally, so they can seem very fated. If you have personal contacts with the outer planets, now you're, you, you can personally access those archetypes and what they mean, but Saturn is the one. It's the ring past knot, they call that in, in the old days, meaning that Saturn is kind of the gateway to the outer planets, which are totally collective, unless you have a personal planet or point that integrates them. So Saturn is, to me, the, of course, I have Capricorn rising, but it really is, as far as the structure of your life, the most important planet. It's, it's your ambition. It's what you do for a living in many cases. So you can always integrate Saturn as the framework. It's, you were talking about cars earlier in another segment here. Uh, it's the chassis of the car, the framework of the car. So it, it's a, an extremely important planet. And its two-and-a-half-year cycle is the cycle of business. If you start a business, and you know the old phrase, if you're starting your own business, if you can make it succeed for five years, it will work. Well, five years is Saturn going through two signs, two-and-a-half years in a sign. So when you start anything, it's going through these two-and-a-half-year cycles, and you can absolutely time it. That's where the phrase, the seven-year itch, comes from. So, yeah, Saturn to me is, I like to look at Saturn and Jupiter by transit, first of all, because they're the, they're the cycles that are pretty readable. Jupiter takes a year, for example. Saturn takes two and a half to go through a second. One of the benefits I get from sitting in this chair is I get to ask questions like I'm about to ask now. So you know my life, basically, what's going on, what I do, narrating audiobooks, doing the podcasts, um, been doing it for 10 years, and I'm Gemini Rising. So how would you apply what we've just talked about to my situation? Well, the same thing. It, it would seem like you're restructuring how you work and what you do and prioritizing what you do and where you do it. So are you thinking about relocating? Are you thinking about developing a business aspect or a business project of your own? Are you thinking about giving up a part of what you've been doing in order to pursue another focus? All based on the same thing. It's Pisces, and you're in a metaphysical field. But it is, a, um, and, and it's not in one day. This is over the next couple of years. I forget what degree you have. 20, Gemini rising. Tw almost 28. All right. See, so that's the end of Pisces transit. So you're looking more toward the spring of 25 when it finally gets past that, that closing square to your ascendant and enters Aries. And things, you watch how they turn. They, they suddenly get, not suddenly, as a result of everything that you've lived through between now and then, suddenly things get much more harmonious. And the the promise of Saturn going into your 11th house is more 
more influence that you will have through your work over new and bigger groups of people. It's a collective, 11th house collective. And you've got Aries on that house, which is about leadership, which you already exhibit through fun astrology, for example. It's consistently, I think, in the top five podcasts, which is pretty remarkable, considering there are probably a million astrology podcasts out there. And good ones. But you're, And you're going to take that, I would think, even further over the next two years. And you'll see what amounts to, you know, if you were a younger man, you'd be asking if you were married, you'd say, are you, you guys thinking about having a baby? Because that's what you're doing in about two years. You're giving birth to a new business and career baby. So you think you've got some public and collective influence now. Just wait. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Incredible. So, so along that line, is this a good time to be sowing the seeds toward what that oh, might look like? You betcha. And this is so, this is true for everybody, Thomas. First of all, Jupiter is in Taurus right now. It's getting ready to conjoin transiting Uranus. It doesn't do it till next year, but nonetheless, it's moving toward that. A conjunction of Jupiter and Taurus. Any seed that you plant while Jupiter is in Taurus will tend to grow and to flourish and to succeed on long-term basis. I think of Taurus as the gardener. You're planting tomatoes. That's a little thing. But you're also planting seeds career-wise that will also grow and flourish. So the things you start, people start now under Jupiter and Taurus, it's just like planting a seed in a garden. Just water it, fertilize it if you have to, nourish it, and watch it grow. And be patient. It's Jupiter and Taurus. And look for sudden breaks, especially when you get into next year, when Jupiter is applying to a conjunction with Uranus. Sudden, unexpected circumstances, which are very beneficial will come into your life, and they will seem fated because Uranus is involved. They'll come out of nowhere and through people that you would never have imagined. And there'll be ideas that you may never have considered, but boy, do those ideas ring true. And you can jump on them because it's still a conjunction in Taurus. And the seeds you plant this year and especially next year, those are the ones that will tend to grow and flourish and succeed. Wow, this is exciting. And, you know, we've structured this. Obviously, we're talking to, in my case, somebody who is directly uh, benefiting from this conversation. Those of you Gemini risings and suns have and are. But a lot of you do readings. And if you do readings or you're consulting other people in astrology, you just heard some valuable information of Gemini is in that prominent real estate. So thank you for this, Robert. Appreciate it. Cancer is in our next of these series, and we're going to keep them coming until we get all the way around. And check out our show notes for all the stuff we have going on in the podcast. Kristen's free moon calendar is available for download in there, as is a link to the Discord channel. That's actually at the funastrology.com website up at the top. Kristen Lawhead manages that and extends this conversation in the Discord. Robert's readings link is in there as well, and much more. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock. <laughs>